Drew Grimaldi Podcast! Everybody, it is Wednesday, March 15th, and America has never been in a weaker spot. It is extremely, extremely sad and just awful what is going on in our country right now. We have, you know, there's been so many people that have talked about it for years that there will be a major bank collapse. And a lot of people thought that it would be under the weight of the amount of debt that we t- that we take on, and that might be happening right now, with the inflation piled on top of it. Banks get their money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve then loans that out to the banks. Right now, and so they're the ones that actually raise the interest rates. Right now, what's happening is that you have these raised interest rates. Uh, the, you know the cost of money plus you have people sitting there thinking getting word that hey they're not li- liquid so people are running to the bank like they did in the 20s and they're just taking their money out and it's crashing all of them they don't have enough money to do this and it's making the american banking system look stupid so i ask again if there was one way if if somebody was going to destroy the United States from inside the United States and Joe Biden's compromise by China, would you destroy the United States any differently? Would you attack it any differently? Open this open all the borders to everybody? You know, give give them like four hundred thousand dollars because we apparently mistreated them. I mean, we live in some crazy times. Almost, you know, I'm beginning to believe the terminology apocalyptic because we really are living in crazy fucking times. We have all these banks collapsing, and as of today, um, you had Signature Bank, you had uh, Silicon Valley Bank, uh, Banks uh, Swiss, or Swiss, or whatever the fuck, it's a, you know, Chinese, it's a Swiss company originally founded to, um, to finance the, the railroads in Switzerland. But it's normally where people go when they're trying to evade taxes or because they're ex- known for their extreme banking, secrecy, privacy, all the above. Well, they're not, no longer liquid. So we're going to have, and mark my words on it, we're going to have a few banks, um, a few more European banks go through what we saw with Signature and Silicon Valley Bank. We're going to see more of that. Um we're going to see more of that in the European market. The more it happens in the European market, the more you're going to see it here at home. 
truth be told. While all this is going on, Biden says, it's out, he says, the banking system's never been stronger, the economy's never been stronger. We have the lowest unemployment rate in the last 50 years. Okay, yeah, do you really believe that? <laughs> Just, you look out the window, or you go to work, you work every day, you fill up your fucking gas tank, you, you, you buy groceries. You really think that's true? It's not true. America is in a much weaker spot than it was under the Trump administration. And if anybody tells you otherwise, they're just fucking lying to your face. We look stupid right now. Um, there's nothing else to say about it. We, 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 it's extremely embarrassing as an American um, what's going on. All of this, these banks are doing all this shit, right? All the banks are doing this. Meanwhile, this is what Emperor Biden is doing. This is what he's talking about. This work to save more lives more quickly. First, this executive order helps keep firearms out of dangerous hands. As I continue to call on Congress to require background checks for all firearm sales. And in the meantime, they already do that. In the meantime, my executive order directs my attorney general to take every lawful action possible, possible to move us as close as we can to universal background checks without new legislation. I just, it's just common sense. This work to save more lives more quickly. I mean, everything that these, these people say is, is a lie at this point. Um, essentially what they're doing is they're taking... They, they have opened up the, the borders of the United States to anybody. Terrorists, criminals. Um, you know, Venezuela has been caught emptying their, their prisons into America. And these are the people that are coming here. And it's disgusting. You know, we need to protect our citizens. We need to take care of our veterans. And it just sickens me that, that you know, banks are sitting there collapsing. The world is fucking collapsing. And he's just like, yeah, everything's good, man. Everything's. People are like, hey, Mr. President, what is going on with this? What's going on with the bank thing? He, is, uh... <laughs> he laughs and he walks away. That's what this fucking asshole does. Because you're a fucking peasant to this asshole. You're not worth the explanation. Where Donald Trump used to walk up to a microphone and take questions from people all day. This is the least transparent, the, the least transparent um, administration that I've ever seen in the White House. Um, and most reporters have said that as well. But it sickens me that that the banks are sitting there collapsing, you know, because they're not liquid because of the guy pumped so much fucking play money into the fucking system that it drove down the value of the dollar so that these banks are sitting there and they're loaning out money and it's going up so fucking quick that they can't re recoup their investments. These guys tried to make tons of money and lost. They lost their investment. So when they lost their investment, when somebody loses at poker, this is a good analogy, actually. If, if somebody loses at poker and they lose all their shit, they lose big, and they say, yo, let me get 
another 500 bucks. You're like, no, because I'll never fucking see it. You're going to lose the rest of your shit. That's essentially what happened here. But I digress. All of these banks are 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 just getting are collapsing under the weight of debt. I guess you could say, technically, the weight of the debt has been exacerbated by the amount of government spending for our economic people. Um, it has made it a lot worse, and so this is—it's you know—I mean, like you drive down the fucking dollar, and then you drive you know the value of a dollar and you drive up the interest rates which it means you know to, to borrow money and, and to work money is more expensive working money is more expensive that's what happens right working capital is more expensive while well, this is going on joe biden decides to talk about uh florida's don't say gay bill gender kids is really harder than what's going on in florida is, as my mother would say, close to sinful. I mean, it's just terrible what they're doing. It's not like, you know, a kid wakes up one morning and says, you know, I decided I want to become a man or I want to become a woman or I want to change. I mean... No, they regret it years down the road, you ass. They're human beings. They love, they have feelings, they have inclinations that are... I mean, it, it just, to me, is... I don't know, it, it's cruel. And the way we do it is we this guy's cruel. pass legislation like we passed on same-sex marriage. You mess with that, you're breaking the law, and you're going to be held accountable. And transgender kids... I mean, can you believe this shit? They're talking... And I talked about, you know, Florida don't say gay bill. And they've kind of stopped saying that. Like, the Florida don't say gay bill. Because they knew that that was a losing argument. That in the media was kind of exposed as a fraud on that one, covering for the liberal politicians and liberal Hollywood and all of that. But to say that it's sinful, this guy's a fucking Catholic. These kids, he's talking about giving kids puberty blockers. And I've said it on previous episodes. If you give a pedophile, the same drug, they're considered um, chemical castration. But if you give it to a teen, it's considered gender-affirming care. And Joe Biden says that it is sinful and cruel to ban puberty blockers and sex change surgeries for kids. Think about that. And there are a bunch of people out there that that switch sexes at that age. And they're like, I can't believe that my parents let me cut my tits off. And then there's even worse. And you're going to hear more about it in the coming years. Where the parents didn't even know that they were doing this shit. I mean, it's fucked up. It, we live in such a fucked up world right now. The world is falling apart. And I, I said it when we started. It's, it's becoming apocalyptic. It... Uh, it's disgusting. We are chasing a war in Ukraine. Our banks are collapsing here at home. And Vladimir Putin said earlier, he goes, "I'm so glad that the United States cut off, cut us off from the banking, peop you know, whole thing earlier, because he knew that China and the rest of them, when they collapsed our banking system, that it would benefit them, that they're not going to be touched because they've been." 
sanctioned, so to say, <laughs> their economy is going to be just fine. They haven't been depending on the United States for a few months. The United States, on the other hand, like I said, everything under Joe Biden is reactive, not proactive. They don't go, oh, this is a problem that we need to get ahead of. <laughs> it's always like, oh, shit, this happened. Oh, this is what we need to do to fix it. I mean, we are a ship that is sinking, and nobody knows where the leak is. Because we're just leaking from fucking so many spots. <laughs> That's the problem. But anyways, I digress. But so, we have all these banking things fucking falling and shit like that. And uh, the Democrats take it as a cue to to talk up a talking point to tax the rich and that the rich should be held accountable. This is Elizabeth Warren on the banking crisis that we are facing right now. Banking should be boring. And we have a chance here in Congress to make banking more boring again. If there had been appropriate regulation, that mismanagement would have been caught before it blew those banks up and before the government was forced to intervene and back up all of the depositors. For this review to have any credibility at all, Chair Powell has to recuse himself. He is the one who not only presided over the Fed, who not only came to Congress and answered questions from me and from others about this deregulatory move, but actually led it. And it's important that while we're examining what went wrong, that Chair Powell take a step back and let Michael Barr, who is the new vice chair, who was not there during all of this, let him conduct an independent investigation. My God, these people are committees upon committees upon committees. Well, let a Democrat committee investigate it so that we can sit there and spin it the way we want to. <laughs> these people are fucking corrupt as shit. There should be term limits. Why isn't there? There's term limits for the presidency. It was one of the best things that, that they came up with. But... <laughs> these are Democrats are attacking the Fed as if it's their fucking fault that Biden spent all this goddamn money. You know? I mean, during the pandemic, yes, you have to have... You got to have the handouts. But then you needed the hard line. You know? Where they're like, okay, this is where we're at. We're good. We need an economic recovery. We need to stop giving out money for free. We need to fucking tighten it up get things back in order, and make the economy great. And that's what President Trump wanted to do. But the Democrats cheated in the 2020 election, and most people are starting to figure that out with how hated Biden is. But I digress. So we have the banking collapse. That's Elizabeth Warren on the banking collapse. This is CBS on the banking collapse here. Fed. Obviously, it was widely expected and signaled by the Federal Reserve that once again, it would raise interest rates trying to tamp down on inflation. Then this bank collapse happens. It's sort of giving pause to the Federal Reserve, and many think perhaps there will be a pause in the interest rate hikes or smaller interest rate hikes. What are the different levers here that the Federal Reserve is having to contend with? Yeah, well, the outlook for the economy was already really, really uncertain before those banks collapsed over the weekend. But prior to that, the story was pretty single track minded 
for the Federal Reserve, which is to get inflation down. Americans are feeling this at the store. But to do that, they were raising interest rates to basically take steam out of this economy, make demand come down, make those prices come down. But the challenge is that one of the dominoes to fall that led to Silicon Valley banks collapse was higher interest rates. So if they raise interest rates too aggressively, that could break another bank, at least might be the concern inside the Federal Reserve. So as they go to their next meeting, which is next Wednesday, they might raise interest rates. They might go by less aggressively than the markets had expected, perhaps a quarter percentage point. But you have some Wall Street firms that are saying maybe they don't move at all. We'll have to see you next week. They're going to raise them again and shit is just going to hit the fan. Just literally going to hit the fan again. Everybody's buying back into stocks, crypto right now, and then that's going to happen and everyone's going to get spooked. Big money's going to pull and everybody's going to fucking be left holding the bag. But here is um, Joe Biden. Now keep in mind he's been out of office for many years, for quite a few years now, but here's Joe Biden blaming President Trump. I'm a Trump. Biden administration. We put in place tough requirements on banks like Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank including the Dodd-Frank law to make sure that the crisis we saw in 2008 would not happen again. Unfortunately, the last administration rolled back some of these requirements. I'm going to ask Congress and the banking regulators to strengthen the rules for banks to make it less likely this kind of bank failure would happen again and to protect American jobs and small businesses. During the Obama-Biden administration, we... So they basically, they're trying to just blame it on Trump. Blame it on Trump. That's their game plan. Blame everything on Trump. The trail, the uh, uh, train derailment, Trump's fault. Turned out not to be. They're blaming this on Trump. It's bullshit. I mean, there's some deregulation that is good, you know. And most people, most economists, anybody that knows economics would say that and argue that if you um, regulate a market, makes it less imperfect, which means you're going to have either shortages or surpluses, higher prices or, you know, erratic prices. But I guess my point is, is that they're just still trying to blame Trump. And this is the CEO of the banking of, uh, I believe, of uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, it's with incredibly um, heavy heart that I'm here to deliver this message today. I want to acknowledge how hard the last really 48 hours have been on all of you. And I care so much about all of you. It really is just so incredibly difficult. Um, I'm trying to look past that and focus on uh, two things. Um, one, I'm focusing on you. I'm thinking about the ultimate outcome of what this could be despite this incredibly difficult time. And two, focusing on clients. Now, as you heard this morning, I'm not making those decisions anymore, which is really hard. But I am working with the FDIC, trying to figure out how can we come up with the best outcome for our clients as well as our employees. Now, I know when that message went out this morning, I can't imagine what was going through your head and wondering, you know, about your job, your future, etc. My goal at the end of the day is to figure out how to preserve a small portion of the franchise value that we've spent so much time building 
and hopefully find the right partner at the end of the day that the FDIC can work with to have this institution continue in some form or fashion with many of you who I appreciate over so many years. Now, there's no guarantee that something will happen. We don't know exactly what the results will be. So I've got an ask and it's a completely unfair ask. My unfair ask is this, can you guys just hang around, try to support each other, try to support our clients, work together, which may be a, again, a slightly better outcome than where we are right now. I know it's an ask, but I know you guys, if anybody, are the right people to ask to be with each other, to be with our clients, to try to come with the best outcome we could think of in this situation. Thank you, and my heart is with you, and it's really um, hard for me to deliver this message, but I so appreciate all the things you've done for me. I'm so sorry for stealing all your money. I'm so sorry. Can you please just help me out this one last time? <laughs> it's, I mean, these people, they're, they're so used to getting bailed out that 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 they just they just they're not afraid to put people's money at risk and that's the problem you bail these people out with these types of policies and what do you expect in return you expect them to be a little bit more conservative no they're going to be fucking more aggressive and they're going to be like you know whatever if i fuck up and lose all my clay, you know my clients money the feds will step in and help me it's a terrible precedent to start but that's where they're going. This is Maxine Waters, another Democrat, on the collapse of the banks. Regional banks like SVB should be given this same federal backstop. And do you think the government um, should ensure all unsecured deposits? I mean, even those beyond that 250000 mark? Well, you know... We have yeah, bailout or donors done that at this point for the uninsured. We not only have uh, assured the depositors who are uh, insured and those who are not insured uh, at this emergency, in this emergency, and so we're going to have to think about what we're going to do uh, in the future. We're going to have to think about whether or not we're going to look at a plan uh, that will insure all depositors a partial plan, what have you. We need to take a look at what has happened. All of our experiences, we need to be, uh, you know, we're going to hold hearings very soon. And uh, whatever legislation we need to do to ensure the public, so that the public can have confidence in our banking systems. And so we're going to try and, and, and do what is necessary uh, to make sure uh, that our banks are safe, sound, and secure. Can you believe this woman? She's one of the Democrats that called for people to take to the streets if Siobhan, Derek Siobhan, the um, George Floyd cop, wasn't put in jail. And this was after, like, the Kyle Rittenhouse thing and shit. But, um, yeah, she's called for more violence. She's incited more violence than anybody, probably any person out there. And she's still inciting violence. This, you know, it, and the fact of the matter is, is that the Democrats fucked up and they're going to the Silicon Valley Bank probably gave the Democrats a large donation and they're all about it. 
Yeah, let's bail them out. Let's bail them out. They should fucking fail, is what it is. Had they lost in 2020, because they went all in to try to make sure that Donald Trump lost, had they lost in 20, these people would have been done, but they're not. This is the FDIC on the bank collapse. Check this one out. Accessible when people need to know, but I don't think you have much hope of, of reaching a public that doesn't have a professional need to know. I, I, I completely agree with that. I almost think you'd scare the public if you put this out. Like, why are they telling me this? Should I be concerned about my bank? Like, my insurance company doesn't tell me what they're doing with my assets. They just assume Holy they're going to pay my credit. Right? It's, it's, I, I think you've got to think of the unintended consequences of taking a public that has more full faith and confidence in the banking system than maybe people in this room do. <laughs> That Fuck this guy. We dude. want them to have full faith and confidence in the bank. They we know the insurance is there. They know it works. Know. They put their money in. They're going to get their money out. So there, there's a select crowd of people that are in the institutional side. And if they want to understand this, they're going to find a way to understand this. There's a bunch of law firms represented in this room. There's a bunch of people that charge them by the hour a lot of money to explain this all to them. And, and, and it's fine. I don't, have a, I don't have a problem with that. And they all have huge staffs. But I would be careful about the unintended consequences of starting to blast too much of this out in the general public. I wondered whether there are some market tests of whether you're being heard. And I think about TLAC. So TLAC should spread, should respond to good and bad news about the institutions. And it's really important. I mean, it's a little bit conflicted, right? I mean, it's important that people understand they can be bailed in, but you don't want a huge run on the institution. But they have, I mean, they're going to be. That's, and, and it could be an early warning signal to the FDIC and the primary regulators when these things happen. And there may be some other prices, this is uh, similar to what Jay was saying, in the market that, you can tell whether people understand how the who's going to be protected, who isn't going to be protected. What the fuck? It would be, I think, an interesting study to look at the evolution of market prices in a situation like March of 2020. Be an interesting study. For example, and see whether people understood what might happen. I'd like to go back to, to some of Dick's early comments. I do think it is hard to get a lot of demand for transparency right now in this, in this sort of period of peacetime. But that is going to flip, and it's going to flip probably even faster than we saw in 2008, where the need for communications really quickly in the social media world uh, to avoid disinformation, to have some holding patterns for things like, I remember in the early days of bail-in, people saying, they're coming for my deposits, right? So just holding, just holding communications that you can pull out that are helpful to deal with disinformation, some very simple things, um, and how quickly you'll be able they're to worried about constituencies. Um, for example, as liabilities are further up and closer to harm's way, when are you going to be able to give them some comfort, if any? How do you deal with uh, foreign operations? Uh, how do you communicate to some of those different groups? I, I think ex-ante preparation for the speed of scaling up and the ability to get information out to avoid rumors taking over the, the narrative strikes me as probably the place that feels like it's got the most benefit. In a world where I think the so they want to make sure there's no disinformation, the Title Two, mm -hmm. and some of the basic resources that are available now, C censoring people. Yeah, 
So we are absolutely fucked. Absolutely fucked. And while this is happening, Biden's talking about mutilating your kid's genitalia. Oh, my God. So they hold this shit, right? And uh, just to show you, Jim Cramer has been full of shit. He used to be really good um, with mad money. And then ever since the COVID bullshit and all the money that he got from Pfizer and all this, he's been horrible. Check this out. This is So Credit Suisse, Suisse or whatever the fuck, it just failed today. This is Jim Cramer. Listen to this one. Twist. Credit twist, Andrew, Jim. you got it so wrong. You know why you got it wrong? Tell me. Because Gary Gensler's back at the office and changed everything. No fireplace behind that man. Right. Oh, okay. Oh, you don't, you right, don't have a tape? Right, Andrew. Yeah, that part is true. That part is true. What, what do you make, though, oh. real quick? Credit Swiss. Do you, you have a take? I have a Leslie view? Picker said everything this morning. They got the, they have the right, right amount of uh, common equity. So I'm going with Picker against all the Bears. He's bullish on Picker's my Picker's my pick. He's mainstay. All right, Jim. We'll see you in a couple of minutes. Squawk Box will be right back. He's, uh, so He's bullish. He's bullish on a bank that's failing. That's who they... That's why they're spokesmen, for fuck's sake. I mean, it's disgusting what these people are doing to our country. He made so much money... And God only knows how much money he made from Dominion, how much money he made from all these companies. I mean, he's an investor. That's what he does. But the fact is, is that uh, America should be more than just one paycheck. It's not sell out. Keep making America great. Keep fighting. Keep the faith. God bless. Get out there and talk shit to a liberal today. That's all we got. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for watching.